to Sister Sleuth. I'm Courtney. I'm Danny. And I'm Kim. Nailed it. It's like we were kind of gone. Nailed it. <laughs> the it's third like, minute pause. Yeah. And no, no one even noticed that we didn't put an episode out in the last week. I'm pretty sure. I noticed, um, but that's just big Virgo energy on my part. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's it's fine. We're back. That's We're the back. important part. We're back. Yeah. And you're in charge. So. And I am in charge, which we all know I love. Yes. I love being in charge. So we're continuing, well, so we're sort of continuing with our theme of movies. The, the, the case I'm doing is, has a movie that's based on it, but it's not like a, a scary movie, but it is a movie. So I feel like it qualifies. Yeah, it still counts. So the movie is The Frozen Ground. It's a 2013 production. Uh, it's starring Nicolas Cage as the good guy. And I can't tell you how much I dislike Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um, I hate that he's the good guy. But it also has John Cusack, who I love. And he's the bad guy. There you so, go. Obviously, I can't watch it because I can't have John Cusack tainted in any way. <laughs> that's why um, you won't watch it. Yeah, that's why. And I hate Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, Nicolas Cage literally ruins any movie he's in. He's the worst. Um, okay, so let's do this. Uh, I'm going to set the scene for you. Okay. Because this is before most of you were born. And honestly, even before I was born. So it's a fat fucking minute ago. All right. So in the early 1970s in Alaska, they are building this huge 800-mile pipeline. And so lots of people are coming from other places and moving into Anchorage as a way to like earn some quick money. And so a lot of them are like coming, they're working for the pipeline for a little while, and then they're just leaving. So you have this huge influx of like strangers coming in and out of the town. So in 1970, the population of Anchorage is 49,000. But in 10 years, that triples in size. So by 1980, there are 174,000 people in Anchorage. And it is during these years that our killer is active, which we all know the 70s and 80s, prime serial killer time. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you kill a bunch of people? Yeah. No DNA. I mean, fingerprinting is even like at a a baby science at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Prime time. Prime time. So in 1980, construction workers uncover the remains of a woman near Eklutna. I I studied how to say these, but it's been like two weeks and I forgot. So whatever. They find the remains of this woman by this road. So she's been stabbed multiple times, but her body is super decomposed. It's been there a while. it's partially removed by scavengers. So they have a composite sketch drawn of what they think the woman's face would look like, but they, they cannot identify her. Um, they dub her Ekletna Annie. That's the name of the road that I mispronounced twice. Perfect. So then, yeah, perfect. It's fine. I'm from a town called Hurricane, Utah. Just it's whatever. So later that year, the body of a 24-year-old, Joanna Messina, is found in a gravel pit near, near Seward. She has been shot through the heart, 
and they locate a 223 caliber shell casing near her body. At this point in and around Anchorage, somewhere around 15 women have gone missing in like the last five, six years of this little saga. So the Anchorage police are like, I mean, sure, we have a lot of missing girls, but you know how it is. These ladies come to town, they dance in the strip club, they work as sex workers, and then they move on. blaming. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They're like, and then they move on and they go to another town. So they're talking up all of these missing women um, who have legitimately been reported missing. They're chalking it all up to like, they just got bored dancing in topless bars in Anchorage and they moved on to a different town. So there's this one police officer, Maxine Farrell, who it was at the time is one of only two women on the Anchorage police force. And she's like, you guys, this is ridiculous. We have a whole bunch of missing and a couple of dead topless dancers and sex workers. So she makes this spreadsheet. We love a good spreadsheet. We do. We do. It's all about organization. That's how you get shit done, like solving crime. Uh, She makes a spreadsheet. It includes 10 missing girls and literally all the information she has about their cases, their age, what they were wearing when they went missing, if they were wearing jewelry. Like, she's got this whole thing. So she does, like, this whole show and tell to her superiors, and they basically laugh in her face and tell her she's an idiot. Of course. Which, of course, they do. Because she's a woman, and women just, I mean, get in the fucking kitchen, Maxine. What are you doing (laughs) on the police force? So, two years pass, and in 1982, a 23-year-old, Sherry Morrow, who has been working as a topless dancer, is found in a shallow grave by some hunters. She appears to have been dead approximately 10 months. Again, she has been shot through the heart, and a 223 casing is found nearby. I've got to say, this guy was like, whatever, I'm just going to leave my fucking spent ammo all over the place. I mean, yeah, I mean, back then he, he could, I guess. I mean, that's true. Like, what are they going to do with it? Yeah. But just like litter bug. Come on, dude. Have some <laughs> yeah, how dare you, dude? <laughs> how dare, I mean, come on. Um, so now Anchorage police, as if Maxine did not say to them months ago that there was a serial killer, all of a sudden are like, dude, I think we might have a serial killer on our hands. But now so it's they their form- idea. Yeah, now that, it's, now that they've mansplained it into being, mm-hmm. there's a serial killer. And it gets better. They form a task force to try to start finding this guy, who they, of course, decided is real. They do not include Maxine Farrell as a member of their task force. Of course they don't. Yeah, they're just like, uh, this, is, this is a job for the men folk. So nothing happens. They go like almost a year and they don't find anything. In 1983, Cindy Paulson, a 17-year-old sex worker, is offered $200 by uh, some strange dude in a car to perform oral sex. She agrees. Uh, $200 in, um, call me poor or whatever, but $200 is a lot of money right now. I looked up a money converter. And in 19, in 1983, it would have been closer to like 
$534. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, uh, yeah. And she gets in this stranger's car. What's this guy this- look like? Want to know, like, what I've said yes? <laughs> um, He's, like, kind of a nerdy dude. Face is a little pockmarked. He wears okay. glasses. Okay. But, like, he okay. seems harmless-esque. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he's not. He's the fucking worst. As soon as she gets in the car, he pulls a gun on her and drives her to his house where he holds her captive. Uh, he tortures her. He rapes her. And then, as if that's not enough, he chains her by her neck to a post in his basement. And he takes a fucking nap. <laughs> what? Yeah. All he right. chains her to a post in his basement and he takes a I whole mean, ass nap. It's been an exhausting night. It has. He needs to rest. I mean, this guy has been putting in the work. He's tired. <laughs> I just... Uh, uh, um. So when he's had his beauty sleep, obviously, uh, he puts her back in his car and he drives her to an airfield. And he's telling her that he has a plane and he's going to take her to this cabin. And if she behaves herself, then he's going to let her go. So she feels like this is not the case, that she's going to get in his plane and fucking die. I mean, yeah, she's probably right. Yeah, no, she's a thousand percent right. (laughs) So they get to the airfield and he's going to load some stuff up into the plane. She's in the back of his car. She's handcuffed. She doesn't have any shoes on. She's like half naked. She jumps out of the back of his car and just takes off running. So he's chasing her and she manages to flag down this passing car. This guy picks her up and drives her to this motel where she like her boyfriend or something works. And the guy who picked her up calls the cops and is like, hey, I just picked up a half naked girl handcuffed running down the street by the airfield. Yikes. Yeah. So the great thing is she gives a full description of the guy. and. She remembers the plane number. Ooh. Yeah. Dang, you go, girl. I know. So she tells police all of this information. And they pull the guy in. Let's talk about this guy. Robert Christian Hansen. Good old Bob. Bob is born in Iowa in 1939. He's the son of Danish immigrants. His father is a baker. And so Bob follows in his footsteps and he becomes a baker also. Um, In school, he was super shy. He had really bad acne. And so it left him all scarred and pockmarked. And the, the like icing on the cake for getting picked on in school, he had a stutter. So, you know, he was like that iconic, quiet loner type that they always talk about. As a teen, because he didn't have a lot of friends, his dad decided some really great hobbies for him would be hunting and archery. Which, uh, you don't necessarily want to give, like, the troubled loner weapons. Let's teach you how to use 
all these weapons. Yeah. Oh, you are struggling. Let's give you a firearm. <laughs> you hate a lot of people because they're rude to you. Okay, here you go. <laughs> yeah. You want a two, two, three? It's yours. <laughs> so he um he becomes very good at it though because he has a lot of time because he has nothing else to do because he has no friends. So in 1957, um, when he's 18. He joins the Army Reserve, and he's discharged a year later. I couldn't find anywhere if it was an honorable discharge, like if there was a reason why, but he only serves a year and then he's out. As soon as he gets out, he marries a younger woman. And again, I could not find how young, but he's only 18. So. Oh, girl. Yeah, it's not looking good for Bob. Um, in 1960, he burns down the Pocahontas County Board of Education bus garage. He okay. says that this is revenge for him being unpopular in school. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he's so serves... like making it so people don't have to go to school. <laughs> right. That he's like, revenge. listen, everyone was super mean to me. And if I burn up all the buses, none of y'all have to go to school. <laughs> it makes total sense to a fucking psycho. Uh, he only serves, he gets sentenced to three years, but he only serves 20 months. Um, and while he's in jail, his wife files for divorce. So now he's out of jail. He has no wife. He's, he's already a criminal at the young age of, I think, 21. Love that. Love that. Um, so he he finds a new woman because this always startles me. Like these crazy fucking men have no problem finding women that are right? cool with them. So uh, he marries a girl named Darla, who is a school teacher. Um, and in 1967, they moved to Anchorage. At this point, he and Darla already have two children. So like they wasted no fucking time. Uh, there's an interview, I watched this documentary, and there's an interview with this sweet little old man who was the pastor at the church that they attended, and he basically says that Darla attended church every Sunday, but they rarely saw Robert, and Darla was like this sweet, kind woman who taught school. She had a knack for helping um, teach dyslexic kids to learn how to read. And she taught like a Sunday school class at the church. She is just like this well-spoken, kind of lovely, wonderful woman. And she's married to like just the fucking worst guy in the world. <laughs> so in 1971, uh, Bob is arrested for attempted rape of a housewife. Like he just saw this woman and thought that she was attractive and... I believe he broke into her house like midday and tried to assault her. Um, while he is on bail for these charges, uh, he also tries to rape a sex worker. Somehow, and I don't know if it's like a, a, a 1960s thing or like a you fucking live in Alaska thing. <laughs> But he manages to plea bargain these two attempted rapes, well, one attempted and one actual rape, down to a six-month sentence. 
Well, yeah, six months. I mean, that happens still. We see that today still. Yeah, we totally see it today, and it makes me fucking furious. It's, yeah, disgusting. I mean, you've literally changed someone's life in your six months. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. Uh, in 1976, good old Bob gets busted. This is probably my favorite thing in the world. He gets busted stealing a chainsaw from a Fred Meyer. <laughs> I don't even know. Does, does he not make money? Like, come on. Like, he's trying to, like, rape sex workers when you, like, literally can just pay them. And not That's traumatize the them. Like, can he not just get some money? He owns a very successful bakery in Anchorage. Like, he actually does very well for himself. He owns a motherfucking plane. <laughs> True. But he's going to fucking steal a chainsaw? Yikes. Yeah. So, as per usual, um, he's sentenced to serve five years. But he appeals and his sentence is greatly reduced and he basically is goes free for time served after like a couple of months. And people around town think he's like a really nice guy. They they talk about him like, oh, that's Bob who runs the bakery. They seem to like not even the the rape and the attempted rape and all of that just seem to not even connect with these people. Like, what the fuck is happening in this town? Uh, so, in the summer of 1983, Bob sends his wife and his kids on a trip to Europe for the summer. Just and them. He, He's just them. Nope. He, there's an interview with him, and he basically says he just wanted to have some fun that summer. <laughs> like, rude. <laughs> yeah. So, he sends his wife and kids away. Um, and then he puts an ad, a singles ad in the local paper that reads, in part... Adventurous male looking for a lady willing to put on jeans and joined me in finding what's around the next bend. Ew, I hate that. <laughs> I'll give you all just a minute to vomit and clean yourselves up. <laughs> the best part is a, a woman answers it and they start dating. They go on, they go on a date anyhow. And she said he was really creepy, but, like, nothing nothing bad happened. Like, he tried to put the moves on her, and she said, no, thank you, sir. I'm not that kind of girl. And then he just, like, took her ass home. Okay. And that was that. Was that. Like, what the hell is happening? Uh, so, police... When when Cindy escapes, she's the sex worker who he tried to pay $200 for a blowjob to. When she escapes, he tells the police that, like, uh, bring him in for an interview, that um, he did pick up Cindy, and he paid her the amount that she told him she charged, and she was trying to extort extra money out of him. And so she's just basically trying to get back at him for not giving her extra money. Uh, he even convinces one of his friends to provide him with an alibi. And so Anchorage police fucking just let him go. Oh my gosh, of course they did. Of course they do. Um, and because they can't solve this on their own, they bring in Special Agent John Douglas, who is, um, 
I guess the guy who Mindhunter is based on, which I haven't seen Mindhunter, so that doesn't mean anything to me, but apparently he's very cool. Okay. Uh, he says he's like a profiler, and he says that their their bad guy is a guy who is an experienced hunter with low self-esteem and a history of rejection, that he will keep souvenirs of his kills, and that he may have a stutter. Oh my gosh, wow, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it! Fucking Bob Hansen. <laughs> I just I just keep thinking about like the fact that he sent his wife and kids away for the summer because he wanted to just like be free to rape and kill women. Uh-huh. Is so beyond I just I can't wrap my head around it. Um but, like the wife was just like, yeah, okay. Think she didn't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, she was just like, I would fucking love to go to Europe. Yeah, me and just the kids. Tell her the kids. I would hate that. <laughs> right? Danny, tell us if you would love going to Europe with your kids. By yourself. Um, The air conditioner keeps kicking on, so I've been on mute this entire time. But I, I will tell you that I would absolutely hate that. <laughs> yeah. So like, Danny that sounds is miserable trapped with her kids right now. So yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. My husband least, just left me again. So at least you have mom, though. Uh, yes, yes, she's very helpful. But I would also like to clarify that Danny's husband left her to go to work. Not like he <laughs> left her. Like Larry, we <laughs> love you. Not yet. She just casually she is not. like, he me. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, peace out. He's Bye. like, actually, I'm real tired. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But I have been listening to your story and what a creep. Also, um, John Cusack looks kind of like him. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Okay, oh, he does that picture and he does. Yes. It's it's cre- just that is creeping me out, and I love John Cusack. Mm-hmm. I mean the I'm man watch this movie tonight. held a boombox over his head to try to win the one true love <laughs> of his life. He's and a he fucking was iconic. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So, totally. I mean, also, that's nothing. not this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> please don't Imagine. get the two confused. Imagine them. Like his Craigslist ad or whatever the heck you that's- just said. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then he just like whips out that 223 and it's a whole fucking thing. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh, poor Cusack. So, the cops do finally get a search warrant. For Robert Hansen's plane, house, and vehicles, where I know you will be shocked, but they find an abundance of firearms hidden in the attic. Um, they find a bag full of jewelry stuffed behind some uh, insulation. Um, and obviously, it's his victim's jewelry. And then they find a map, an aeronautical map. <laughs> That's not the word. I just made that up. A like map the pilots map? use. Like, is this a an exciting sky? It's like a treasure map. Be like Goonies. <laughs> well, okay, but don't don't you worry because it is like a treasure map in the fact that he has marked it with thirty seven X's. Okay. The really 37. unfortunate um, part of that is that there is no treasure at the X's. There's something mm. not as great as treasure. I'm gonna go with bodies, maybe. I yeah, bodies. Bodies, bodies for 500? It is ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> you got it. It's bodies. Um, Not necessarily 37. They couldn't find 
all they they didn't find bodies at all 37 X's, but they did find bodies at a number of the X's. So as as it turns out, uh good old Bob between the years of 71 and 83 abducted um multiple women. He raped at least 31 women and he murdered at least 17 women in the Anchorage, Alaska area. A busy uh, dude. Busy guy. Like pretty prolific. That's only 12 years. And that's yeah. a lot of women. How did he fit in all his nap, bro? I want to know how he <laughs> ran a successful business and was such a fucking asshole all at the same time. And he had a family. Yeah. He was a go-getter, like, that's for sure. I have a job and I'll come home and make dinner and then I can't be bothered to fucking wash the dishes. I mean. So this feels like a lot of stuff. Yeah, it does. And the worst part about it is, so he has this plane, right? And so he would take these women off the streets of Anchorage um, and he would take them to his plane and fly them to this little hut that he had in the wilderness. Uh, they call it a cabin, but then I've seen pictures of it and it doesn't, it's a shack. It's not a fucking yeah. cabin. Um, so he would rape them and then he would say, you know, if you're, if you behave, then I'm going to let you go. And I mean, sometimes he actually let women go. But what happened more often than that is that he would make them strip naked and then he would turn them loose in the wilderness as if he was going to let them go. And then he would fucking hunt them. Oh my God. Yeah. So he said, Deer license, bro. Seriously. You're in Alaska. There's got to be better hobbies than this. (laughs) There have to be. I mean, I just can't, I remember distinctly reading a story, like, I don't know what it's called, Um, but it was a story I read in maybe ninth grade in one of those fucking big, thick literature books that every English teacher's classroom has like seven different kinds of. Mm -hmm. And it was about some rich old asshole who had an island where people came and then he and his rich asshole friends would hunt them. I think there's a movie out like that, too. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds so familiar. It probably is a movie, too. I'm going to look it up later. I'm on it. Courtney's going to look it up for us. But that's what this reminded me of, except way worse, because he was taking these women who really were just trying to make a living and killing them, honestly, like it was totally a game to him. Which is why um, the majority of the women that were found were shot directly through the heart because he was an experienced hunter. Um, so he would like hunt these women. Some of the, he said some for hours and others he hunted for days. And then he would redress them and bury their bodies in shallow graves. Oh my gosh. See, again, like so much unnecessary work. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, that's how the cops finally decided that they did have a serial killer, is because two of the bodies that they found, the women had been shot, but they hadn't been shot through their clothing. Like, their clothing had no holes in it. And they were like, wait a minute, that's strange. Well, they actually made a connection. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Bravo. I know. 
Fucking Anchorage, Alaska Police Department. Maxine <laughs> knew all along, and they I'm ignored out. her. Ignored. Denied. So, so rude. rude. Um, so, yeah, he just murdered 17 women, at minimum, probably more, that they haven't been able to find in Anchorage. And... And just the whole time he just ran a fucking bakery and had a family. And this just goes back to what I've been saying since podcast number one. And that is don't fucking trust your neighbors. Like you don't know. Second guess. That bakery down the street. (laughs) Right? Sure. They might make good donuts, but like they might be killing people and you don't know. So, of the 17 women, Hansen was only formally charged with the murders of four. Sherry Morrow, Joanna Messina, Aklunta Annie, and Paula Golding. And he was also charged with the kidnapping and rape of Cindy Paulson, the one who got away and got them all busted. Go, Cindy. Nice. Um, oh, also, in the movie, she's played by the girl from, uh, I want to say High School Musical. <laughs> oh, Vanessa Hudgens. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's who she's talking about. I remember looking up the bivy now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So in 1984, he's sentenced to 461 years plus life. Uh, Luckily, Robert died in prison in August of 2014. It just said of natural causes after a year of declining health. But How old I, was he by then? He's gotta be super old. Um, no, he, he was wasn't even like, that old. So really? 2014, and he was born in like 39 or something. 1939. So someone do some math because I don't. That's not my bag. 70 ish. 75. Oh my god, I'm so good at this game. Um, so I hope that his death at the age of 75 was just incredibly painful and horrific. Oh, yeah. Okay, but tell me this. Go on Google right now and search his name, and then it pops up a picture of this, like, happy as a clam old man. Please tell me that's not him. Hang on, let's see. Oh, yes, yes, I see that. Like, I'm looking into it. He has missing teeth. Love that. Like, what? No, no, this is an obituary. <laughs> I, I know, but, like... It says 95. It's, no, it that 95. old man's name is John Robert Hansen. And he died but like, last Why year. is he in the lineup of the pictures? Like, because his, he has like, the you're like Googling this murderer and you're like, oh my gosh, grandpa's picture is Because he in... was also in Alaska. Gotcha. Yeah, and oh. his, his, name, his middle name is Robert. He has the unfortunate <laughs> luck of having Robert Hansen in part of his name. But he passed away quietly in his sleep, thank goodness. Aw, he's cute. What a cute old man he is, honestly. Right? So I was a little disturbed when I thought that that was the guy we were talking about. Because I was like, so sweet. That guy's going to give you hardtack candy or something. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas Robert Christian Hansen is going to fucking murder you. Yes, probably. Well, not now. No, but like, had he had the opportunity... Then yeah. Him. Now I see more like old people pictures though. I know, right? Like what yeah, is now that I know. Nope. Is this another obituary. 
So Robert Hansen is like an old man name, apparently, because it's it's this all is, over again, the place. I think this is in Alaska, though. Again, yeah, but pretty common name. I mean, Robert Hansen. There's nothing don't worry, unusual this one has about it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's starting a new segment of the podcast <laughs> called Obituaries. There's so many, and they all She's... died within this year or the last couple of years. She's just going to look up people who share names with murderers. Like this one how they died. It's like they left <gasps> this world and went home to walk those golden streets where there is no more pain, no more sorrow. Oh, I hate wow. to laugh at an obituary, but like this person's a writer. Yeah. That's intense. When I'm I die, you guys better write a damn good obituary. I'm I mean, gonna you should write it ahead of time because you're the best writer. I'm just going to copy pasta this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to haunt you. Okay. I'm exiting out of that so I don't click on anymore. <laughs> um, she's going to go down the rabbit hole of obituaries yeah, of Robert Hansen. The obit yeah. rabbit hole. I do have to say, though. To the girl who got away and turned him in or whatever, she did everything right aside from, you know, getting Maybe like that, But that was her job, so we'll give her a pass on that. But, like, she knew she was going to die anyway, even though he told her he'd let her live. And so she tried to run, which is what we tell you guys all the time. Yeah. Don't go to a second location. Exactly. You'll die. All <laughs> right, guys. Danny's so try good at thinking new. of segments. Yeah. <laughs> new, new segment. The stupid segments that no one cares about. But that's okay. I like um, them. One, two, three, murder. Uh, we just made it up, so it's probably <laughs> like, you know, we'll when, the rules when people times. are like, if you can think of a color, like, one, two, three, what color you think, or whatever, you know, and you just come up with the first thing that pops in your brain. I don't know. Number about one. murder. What about murder? Thing? It could be yeah. the perfect murder you've plotted. In your mind. Like, who are you going to murder? Uh, what would you use to murder? Yeah, uh, but, like, don't incriminate yourself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Kendra. She it says she's are committed. Yeah. Hey. Kendra! Oh, hey. Oh, my gosh. It worked. Welcome to Sister Sleuths. Do you miss me yet? Hello? I miss you. Aww. I already cried once. Aww. Aww. No yeah, one likes friends. <laughs> You're on a new segment today. Are you ready for it? I don't know how okay. you win. I, you oh, win. I mean, what you win by, don't win. You the win by I don't win, win but I don't want to play. <laughs> I don't want to play if I don't win. It's, That's it's true. It's a patient prize. Yeah, she's literally the, prize, the scariest person. This is the prize. <laughs> she does the podcast win. is the prize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. All right. This is called one, two, three, murder. So I'm gonna say murder, and you tell me the first thing that pops in the head. Okay. Murder, killers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like. What would you use to murder somebody? Oh okay, God. okay, I got <laughs> it. Got See, she has her perfect murder plan. I told you. All right. Did you say pigs? Yeah. I'm yes, we've talked pigs. about this yes. before. They will eat dead bodies. Anything. I just watched a bones episode yeah. about this. Me too. And they'll eat, like, even the bones. Yeah, they'll eat everything. Yeah, so then there's no proof. Is it weird that we've already had this combo? You could use anything to kill them with and then just dispose of the body. Yeah. 
even if they just fall in there, like if you have a heart attack, then your pigs will eat you while you are dying. Just starve the pigs for a day or so. Exactly. I mean, they're pigs, so do you even have to starve them? I feel like you just, they're fine. (laughs) They're ready at all times. Maybe they'd eat it faster if they were more hungry. You just get more pigs. True. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that segment and all, but I think I'm going to go back to slaying it. So, I have some questions. Okay. Oh, Danny has questions. Go for it. So, you have have to tell her the way she wins this, though. Yeah. Because this, you actually do win. She knows the game. I know. I've I've played along. Yep. Okay, yeah, let's we were driving like 2,000 miles together, and after every episode, when Slaying It came on, she she did pretty dang good. So we'll You see. made Kendra listen to the podcast the whole time you drove to India. Made, made <laughs> her or... to most of them. <laughs> she had the pleasure of listening to our podcast. She That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I just, this is real easy. Real easy. You only have to answer four out of five questions. Correct. All they are. You should answer them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, they're just movie quotes. And you just tell me where oh, they're from. I suck at these. This ones. is okay. real easy. Real easy. Start off with a real easy one. Here's Johnny Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, or The Shining. I, I've got a group of people. Who's here telling you? Help me. <laughs> I know. Landon. I was like, I heard someone whisper. <laughs> it's Landon. Okay, what were my choices again? Um, a Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, or The Shining. <laughs> I mean, and he says The Shining. He's the He's smartest. I like we had, we had such like a real cricket sound. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm out back on the porch. <laughs> it, um, it helped with the suspense. Yeah, it did. Okay, Landon, are you ready? <laughs> um, question number two is well, it's not a question, it's a quote. I see dead people. Is it the village, oh, the, the sixth, sixth sense, sense, or signs? Very good, Kendra. Nice. Oh, I, I need help, dude. I forgot about that. I got that one. All right, the next one is you're gonna need a bigger boat. Is it 47 meters down, the Meg, or Jaws? 47 meters down, he says. No. Is that your final answer? <laughs> Landon, you got it wrong! That's okay. You it's have one wrong, wrong, remember? Just get the rest right, and you're good. Yeah, you just jaws. have to get the next two right. Give us Jaws. Yeah. Like, that one was tricky, though, because they were all shark movies. They were yeah. all shark movies. Try to trick you. All right, the next one is... Uh, one we already done. One second. I don't want to cheat, so she probably remembered every question from the last podcast. So obviously, all right. The next one is it's alive. It's alive. Dracula, Frankenstein, or the Wolf Man? Frankenstein. Nice. Frankenstein. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Woo woo. All right. So Good job. is that number four? One, two. Yeah, yeah one to go. One okay, one last one. Um, and I'm not sure if you'll get it, but you go, girl. Okay. <laughs> the quote is, what have you done to his eyes? Is it Rosemary's Baby, Jeepers Creepers, or Candyman? Okay, thanks, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's whispering. Being so oh. helpful. 
As if we can't hear um, him whispering. <laughs> right? What was it? Jeepers Creepers? What was the second one? Rosemary's Baby, okay. Jeepers Creepers, or Not Candyman, according to Landon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's do Jeepers Creepers. Dang it! You were so close! Dang it was it. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, which I actually thought it was Jeepers Creepers, but it wasn't. I like keep hearing these ones that I know I've heard the line before, but then you read the answers, and I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that one. Well, darn it, that's okay. We'll send down. you a sticker. Yeah, okay. don't worry. Not stickers coming your way. She probably already has all the stickers. <laughs> she probably does. Her kid does for sure, because Kason loves them. Did great. <laughs> Thanks. Girl. All right. Go to bed. Go Bye. to bed. Bye. Bye. Uh, should we end this shit? I suppose so. So listen, kids. Uh, if anyone tries to murder you or sex traffic you uh, or offers you $200 for a blowjob, just stab them in the dick. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on. Sister Sisters Sisters Sleuths. Sleuths. <laughs> <laughs>